November 22nd. Today, as we look into the New Testament, we begin reading in a new book, 1 Peter. The Apostle Peter was chosen to be the first to take the gospel to the Gentiles, but his ministry was primarily to the Jews. He wrote these two letters, 1 and 2 Peter, to believers scattered in five areas of the Roman Empire, two of which Paul had not been allowed to enter. And in writing these letters, Peter fulfilled the commission given him in Luke chapter 22 and in John chapter 21. The theme of the first letter is the grace of God. And Peter tells us how to live as aliens in a hostile world. The theme of the second letter is spiritual knowledge. He uses the word knowledge seven times in the letter. And he warns us about false teachers. Peter opens his first epistle by reminding his readers of what God's grace has done for them in saving them. And he then points out that God's grace helps them in various relationships of life and in the coming time of persecution. Peter sums up the themes of both letters in his benediction over in 2 Peter 3.18. But grow in grace, he writes, and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is the only way to succeed in these last days. We begin, of course, today in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, and we'll read about the fact that salvation is a calling. We are chosen by the Father, who gives us the new birth. We are set apart by the Spirit, who gave the Word and enables God's servants to declare it, and gives sinners the faith to believe the promise. We have been purchased by the blood of God's Son, who died for us, rose again, and is coming for us to give us our inheritance. No wonder Peter opened his letter with a song of praise. So let's get to it as we begin today our reading in the New Testament. November 22nd, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's chosen people, who are living as foreigners in the lands of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, and the province of Asia, and Bithynia. God the Father chose you long ago, and the Spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed Jesus Christ and are cleansed by His blood. May you have more and more of God's special favor and wonderful peace. All honor to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For it is by His boundless mercy that God has given us the privilege of being born again. Now we live with a wonderful expectation because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. For God has reserved a priceless inheritance for His children. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And God, in His mighty power, will protect you until you receive this salvation because you are trusting Him. It will be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. These trials are only to test your faith, to show that it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. And your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried by fiery trials, 
It will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love Him even though you have never seen Him. Though you do not see Him, you trust Him, and even now you are happy with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Your reward for trusting Him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something the prophets wanted to know more about. They prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you, even though they had many questions as to what it all could mean. They wondered what the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when He told them in advance about Christ's suffering and His great glory afterward. They wondered when and to whom all this would happen. They were told that these things would not happen during their lifetime, but many years later during yours. And now this good news has been announced by those who preached to you in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. Psalm 119, verses 17 through 32. God's Word will guide you on the pilgrim path of life. You're a stranger on the earth, and you need a road map to help you know the way. That road map is the Bible. Ask God to open your eyes to the Word and keep your eyes on the way. Let your Bible be your trusted counselor. The Word of God brings you the blessing of life because it has life and it imparts life and it nourishes life, the Word of God. See, God's Word can revive and strengthen you. These are not just words on a page. This is where you meet God. These words are living and true. And uh, God's Word will revive you and strengthen you, as I said, even when you're in the dust. Nine times in this psalm, the writer prayed for the new life from the Lord. Hey, no need to stay in the dust when there is life for you in the Word of God. Let me tell you something just so you can understand this. Hezekiah's time had come to die. There was no question about it. Isaiah was a true prophet. There was no question about it. Isaiah pronounced a death sentence on Hezekiah. It was over. It was done with. He turns around and walks out the door and he goes down through the court. And as he's walking out of the court, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he began to pray. And he began to bring up his record. And Isaiah kept on walking. He began to bring up his leadership. And Isaiah kept on walking. He began to bring up his holiness. And Isaiah kept on walking. But then he said to God, Lord, the grave cannot praise you. And when he said, the grave cannot praise you, God spoke to Isaiah and said, stop. Go back and tell Hezekiah that if he's going to praise me, I'll add 15 years to his life. See, let me take a minute and just, just teach a brief synopsis on praise. Praise is powerful to God. Praise will get God's attention. Anytime you want to get God's attention, I dare you to stop and praise Him. You might be full of demons in the tomb of Gadarenes, 
But if you'll get down and worship him, he'll reach beyond the demons and deliver you. You might be like the Canaanite woman and have no right to get a miracle, but if you'll fall down and worship him, he'll deliver your daughter and break your curse and set you free. Praise is a powerful thing. Touch somebody and say, praise is a powerful thing. You see, the Bible said in Psalms 22 and 3 that God inhabits the praises of his children. Means that whenever God's people praise him, he will come in and dwell in the midst of their praise. Praise is so powerful that praise will make God go to jail. The Bible said at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And all of a sudden, God said, if you're going to praise me, I'm going into jail with you. Praise will make him get in the fiery furnace and walk around in the flames with you. Praise is a powerful thing. Psalm 119, verses 17 through 32. Be good to your servant, that I may live and obey your word. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your law. I am but a foreigner here on earth, I need the guidance of your commands. Don't hide them from me. I am overwhelmed continually with a desire for your laws. You rebuke those cursed proud ones who wander from your commands. Don't let them scorn and insult me, for I have obeyed your decrees. Even princes sit and speak against me, but I will meditate on your principles. Your decrees please me. They give me wise advice. I lie in the dust, completely discouraged. Revive me by your word. I told you my plans, and you answered. Now teach me your principles. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments, and I will meditate on your wonderful miracles. I weep with grief. Encourage me by your word. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your law. I have chosen to be faithful. I have determined to live by your laws. I cling to your decrees. Lord, don't let me be put to shame. If you will help me, I will run to follow your commands. Proverbs 28, verses 8-10 through 10. A person who makes money by charging interest will lose it. It will end up in the hands of someone who is kind to the poor. The prayers of a person who ignores the law are despised. Those who lead the upright into sin will fall into their own trap, but the honest will inherit good things. I can't. 